Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. And hello, modern lovers. What if your sexy body suddenly had inexplicable and serious symptoms? This week, our guest describes her desperate search for a cure for her daughter's illness, an unknown inexplicable illness, and when endless interventions and restrictions and alternatives didn't deliver, only hope remained. This is an amazing book called Dancing in the Narrows, A Mother-Daughter Odyssey Through Chronic Illness, and our guest today is Anna Pennenberg, and she's got one of the most inspiring stories of self-discovery as a single mother fighting to save the life of her child. You'll hear more from her in just a couple of minutes. But first, if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and given that we're in the era area of, excuse me, the era of Zoom, you could be anywhere in the world and join us for a brand new series, Do You Know Your Love IQ, Sex and Love Magic, with Dr. John Gray and myself, Dr. Brenda Wade, This is a three-part training. It's very intensive. It's two hours for consecutive Fridays, and we started part one of the training a week ago. We have part two and three still to come. And if you choose to join us this coming Friday, which is, what is the date on Friday? I have to really think about this, guys, given that it's Groundhog Day every single day during COVID, it's August the 7th, and you will still get a free copy of the intro plus part one of the training. Go to Eventbrite right now, grab your seat. We cover very, very specifically and explicitly John's recipe for making sex great during shelter in place, how to save your relationship during shelter in place, and for more info, you can hit me back at love at docway.com, or just if you know that you're ready to really up-level your relationship, whether you're single, married, widowed, divorced, LGBTQ, or straight, it doesn't matter, during shelter in place COVID-19, everyone is feeling more stress and anxiety, and you know that affects your love life. So here's our Ask Dr. Brenda question. Keep those questions coming. This one is just before the pandemic started. My son started seeing a woman he met through a dating site. They met in person only once and now spend long hours video chatting each evening. She's significantly older with two small children. And my son, who's only 21, just finished college. He talks about her all the time. They've made plans to live together when the pandemic ends. My husband and I have tried to talk to him about his decision, but we're not getting through. Do you have any suggestions concerning mom? Mom, 
mom, come on. He's 21. You know the male brain isn't finished until 26. So he's operating not with a fully charged brain, and there is nothing you can do about it. 21. Rather, step into a position of support. And support could look like this. Here's the decision-making checklist. And give him a checklist of practical items he has to check. He's got to do some child-rearing training. He needs to do some parenting and fathering training. He needs to have the money in place. He needs to have a space available. He needs to go down the checklist so the reality of it comes home and This may be a great opportunity for his learning and his growth. And if it's true love, step back because nothing is going to stop it. So please don't try to control. All you're going to do is put up more resistance in the relationship with him. Okay, good luck, concerned. Step back. So let me tell you more about our special guest today. I'm so excited to have Anna Penenberg join us. She's an author and a healer. Her interests focus on full enjoyment of life, nature, relationships. Her hobbies include hiking, gardening, reading, dancing, practicing kundalini yoga. She lives in Northern California where she often walks a local labyrinth to view the sunset. And then out of nowhere comes a great life challenge. Welcome to Modern Love, Anna Penberg. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Now, you have been on an extraordinary journey. Tell us about that journey. How did it start? Uh, It started when um, I had moved to a new home and built a studio to do my work so I could be a single mom at home with my two daughters in high school. And my youngest daughter came down with what we thought was the flu. And it uh, then they thought it was mono. And it went on and on. And uh, it, it took a year and a half to figure out that it was Lyme disease. Mm, wow. What were the symptoms that you were seeing? You said mono, the flu. What are the other symptoms? She was unable to get off the couch. She had fatigue and um, body pain and foggy brain. It was hard to think. She was unable to complete the 10th grade. Um, And the symptom list just grew and grew as the years went on, um, as the uh, infection really went deeper into her system. And so now, for she, those who don't know, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, Anna, finish your thought. Please. Oh, sorry. Yeah, she really has had chronic Lyme disease, which is what occurs after you have it in your system for beyond uh, the initial period, which would be maybe a month uh, or mm. a few months. Wow. Now, for those who don't know, tell everyone what Lyme disease is, where it comes from, how one contracts it. And, you know, there's a lot of information that people should know because during COVID, everybody 
is heading out into the great outdoors. I understand that REI and every sporting goods store is sold out. Uh, sold out of, of the um, things you can Equipment do to prevent. Equipment to go camping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so uh, you want to you be mindful of ticks. You want to check your body if you've been out. They're very small still at this time. Springtime, they're very tiny. Um, and so a tick bite could be uh, with a tick that has a variety of bacteria, one of which is Borrelia, the Lyme bacteria, spirochete. And um, so you, you definitely want to be in the uh, preventive mode with that. You can wear white socks and tuck your pants into your white socks. Very attractive, but it does prevent ticks from getting in, you know, in through your sock and up into your pants. Um, so you just really want to check because they they will hide and they will the longer they stay on you, uh, the chance you will be inoculated with something that they're carrying, and um, that is the main way that you get transmitted uh, Lyme disease by the Ixod tick. But there are many, many great sites uh, that you can go to, LymeDisease.org. You can go to Tick Boot Camp. He's fabulous for helping you know how to prevent. And yeah, how we'll to... give more resources at the end of the show. But if you don't mm-hmm. mind, go back to your story. How did you finally get the diagnosis? that it was Lyme, because it's not an easy diagnosis to get. And full disclosure, I've been on this journey with my own daughter who had Lyme, and it took us probably two years to get a correct diagnosis. Yes. um, It's, you know, she was diagnosed with many things, including fibromyalgia and uh, serious depression. Um, So... You know, it looks like many things because it takes over many systems of the body and um, and often the brain. And so um, I we came upon it because I just kept looking on the Internet. And at one point I had taken her back east when I was teaching and I thought I felt something on my neck and I started looking up ticks and Lyme disease, and I was all worried about myself. And the more I read about the symptoms, the more I realized that she had almost all of them on the list. And then I I asked the physician that we were seeing if he would write a prescription for Igenix Lab because they are more sophisticated in the blood work. And she'd already had two, you know, general lab tests that checked for Lyme disease and were negative, which often happens. So this one came back positive, and that's when we knew. Mm. Mm, wow. So once you got the final diagnosis, and it it absolutely is, it's almost like some sort of bizarre mystery you're trying to solve because the symptoms don't follow any direct path like other illnesses do. There are a lot of different symptoms, and not everybody has all of them. So once you got that diagnosis, what was your next move? Um, I took her to a physician that I had heard about who was treating Lyme, and he also was more integrative in his uh, use of 
medicine and and supplements, and they were just starting to formulate uh, supplements called researched nutritionals for Lyme disease, and so we came home with a, a bag full of things for her to take and tinctures, and um, she'd she'd already been on the first round of doxycycline. And so we had that, and then we went to a Lyme literate doctor in San Francisco, and he put her on what was being used at the time, combination antibiotics, two at a time, for nine months. And um, Wow. That was... I had raised my daughters with homeopathics and pretty much no pharmaceutical medicine. And, oh, this uh, sounds so familiar on Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then having to put her on these aggressive antibiotics. Oh, my goodness. Oh and, you know, goodness. when someone tells you, the doctor tells you it's nine months, you think that is an eternity. How could anybody be sick for nine months? And how could they have antibiotics for nine months? And, you know, the, the whole scope of her uh, illness is more like 10 to 12 years that it took. Yes. So, oh my God! Oh, just hearing you talk about it, I have to tell you, it's stirring up all this old anxiety and these feelings of trauma that we lived with with my daughter as well. It's such a tough thing because it's this nebulous, kind of all-consuming process, and I I just applaud you for turning over every conceivable leaf looking for the cure. So ultimately, it was a 10 to 12-year battle for you. And what turned the tide to the, was it the antibiotics? Was it combined therapies? What did you end up doing? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of shift this to where what uh, the adventure was that we actually went on which I think was, you know, certainly a spiritual journey, a transformational journey, and mm. um, one of of um, kind of embracing my daughter's development while her physical body and her life were so severely challenged, and and keeping all of those hats on, and realizing that somehow we had been. Um, blessed by a um, you know a journey that we were bonded together in, and it was bigger than us, and it was teaching us uh-huh. something. And I so, love that approach, Anna. That's beautiful. You made space to hold yourself, your daughter, and life in what you're saying. And everyone, if you're going to take any notes, this is where you take them. This is the part. How do you meet a challenge in life? And I know, Anna, you've got a section of your book where you talk about embracing your experience as a heroic journey. Do you mind reading us a little bit of that? Uh, I, I pulled out some lines today to read because I was realizing how in keeping they are with the challenges that people are having in their lives living in this time of Corona. And so one of the lines is, this new unwanted life called for a heroic patience neither of us yet knew we had. And so 
that is to say that um, we're all finding our way in the unknown that we're living in now with the challenges that are brought into our personal lives and and the lives of all of those here on, on the earth at this time. Um, we, in, in the journey of my story, we didn't have a plan for this. We didn't know this was going to happen. I was raising my daughters. They were in high school. I lived close to the school. It was going to be a great era for community and suddenly we weren't in community because we were trying to survive something that we didn't really know how to deal with and um, so I think that's that's what this is made of Um, we had many losses we lost uh, social things and um, just doing this line came to me this morning I missed things I would never have dreamed mattered so much, like laughing with friends in my own home, like having a whole hour without worrying. And I think that is... Oh, God. That's beautifully written. And doesn't that capture what is going on right now with corona? Because Mm -hmm. with shelter in place, who's having friends over for dinner? You know, it's just not the same. So this is a beautiful call that you can make the leap from the journey you were on and what it took to endure and ultimately, I think, to triumph, that this is what we all need right now. Around the world, we're seeing this huge spike in depression, anxiety, relationships falling apart. Domestic violence, 30% increase in domestic violence against women around the world. So patience, heroic patience, finding patience you didn't know you had. So, Anna, were there other things that you did that helped to support the patient, to support being with the challenge as opposed to resisting the challenge, which is where most of us go initially? Um, well, I have a practice of Kundalini yoga and meditation, so just breathing and stretching and using those tools of some kind where at least you know before bed or in the morning uh, when you can grab the time to quiet yourself and and let go of everything and just be still and recapture your soul and um I played mantra music and solfeggio frequencies, just something that was calming all night long at a very low uh, level and so that I could be in a field of something that was calming. And um, I took baths, um, just being in nature, taking a little walk or going outside and cutting a beautiful flower and bringing it in staying in some some small but you know mindful place of beauty and mm. um, yeah and i i also want to highlight that um you know this affects everyone in the family and i have another daughter and there was this odd moment where she actually got um uh, an infection a tick-borne infection which was Rocky Mountain uh, spotted fever. 
and um, so she was actually having a moment. It's not it's not a chronic thing, but she was in a similar discomfort as Dana was, and I wrote this line in the book because uh, they had been having a lot of trouble. They they weren't um, able to you know the, my older daughter was terrified and scared and angry about the illness and um, so here they are they're both having a moment where they're at home in their pajamas and this is the line maybe here the miracle could take place between medicines between sisters between cultures between healing forces and it was Hmm. in that moment that she decided to get up and do an African dance from, uh, she had been to Senegal, and she wanted to show it to us. And it brought in this cultural piece that was bigger than us and bigger than our, than our challenges and was meant to, for healing. And um, it was a way that I couldn't have anticipated that they were able to meet each other Oh, that's wonderful. What a great story. You know, it's funny, Anna, the um, the pieces of your story that I'm resonating with, because I also traveled in Senegal for the purpose of discovering how they healed mental illness using traditional mm-hmm. medicine that included, so <laughs> as you're saying that, I'm going, wow, did you ever have a deep, deep guidance and your daughters had a deep guidance that you found medicine wherever you needed to find it and the kind that would get you through. Because when you're ill, you know, it's not just physical. It affects the emotions, affects the mind, certainly the spirit, all the four quadrants we live on as humans. And you worked all four. So what is the most important thing you want people to take away from your book? Because it's not just about illness. It's about so much more. The human spirit is so resilient. You need to feed it. Um, you need to listen to it and feed it uh, nourishment. Humor is nourishing. Just a moment of humor wherever you can have it. You know, we were we were using medicine, and at one point we were using IV medicine, intravenous antibiotics Mm -hmm. and it looked like a little hospital in our house and you know we just uh, on occasion I would see a moment where I could do something that was so out of the box like pile up all the medicines and make a poem and um, and, and Dana made a rhyming poem somehow out of these things and um (laughs) You know, we just fell over laughing. And so, you know, laugh at yourself and laugh at what's happening and um, not to maybe stay in the seriousness. And it is serious. I mean, this was her life or death at some point. You know, this certainly invokes the tremendous creativity, the tremendous courage, all of the what my grandmother used to call mother wit that you use to get through the ultimate challenge. Because as a mom, how well 
I know. This is like, you know, your heart beating outside your body if one of your children is ill in this very, very serious way. You know, I can remember many nights I cried myself to sleep when my daughter was battling Lyme and we were running all over. I always quote my grandmother, kingdom come, running all over kingdom come (laughs) (laughs) to find a cure and, you know, doing what we could do. And she was a professional ballerina at a very young age. And so here she was, she couldn't dance. It was terrible. So thank you, Anna, for so generously sharing your heroic journey and inspiring us because I can't think of a more perfect way to approach COVID than the teaching you gave us on finding humor, finding beauty in nature, using our spiritual tools. And if you don't have any spiritual tools, guess what, everybody? This is a great time to find some, create some, play around with some, practice some, stick your toe in the water if you haven't done it before. And may I recommend that you get thyself to a bookstore, if any are open, and grab Anna's book. It's Dancing in the Narrows, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful book with a big, huge butterfly on it, because that is the symbol of transformation. Now, Anna, I know it's also available on Amazon, wherever books are sold. And Anna has a website, by the way, everyone. Uh, It's Anna Pennenberg, A-N-N-A, P-E-N-N-E-N-B-E-R-G.com, AnnaPennenberg.com. She's got photos there, a blog. You can learn more about her journey. And if you or someone you know is struggling with chronic illness, even if it's not Lyme, you're going to find some inspiration. And certainly, Anna, you are a beautiful example of meeting this challenge Thank you for sharing your story. Now, is there anything that we didn't cover that you know you want to share with us? No, just really uh, be adventuresome in your life, whatever you're going through, and know that you will come out the other side in some way better for it. Hmm. Thank you. Anna Pennenberg, everyone. Dancing in the Narrows, a mother-daughter odyssey, through chronic illness. And how is your daughter today? How is Dana? She's she's a wonderful healer now. It, it was such uh, an amazing training, if you will, you know. Yeah, she she practices uh, craniosacral and Reiki, and she is an integrative um, energetics is the name of her business. Wow. Yeah, that is great training. You're right about that. My God. And she took it and turned it into a life purpose. And, you know, again, great metaphor. Great metaphor. What was that my granny used to say? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm about to say. You break the egg, you can make an omelet. (laughs) All right. Oh, such a joy to have you. I'm channeling Grandmother Emily today for some reason. Okay, everybody, this is your opportunity. Go to Eventbrite. I would love it if you join me and Dr. John Gray for this three-part series, Do You Know Your Love IQ, Sex and Love in the Time of COVID. John gives the most candid 
uninhibited, explicit uh, teaching on sex, sexuality, orgasm, uh, genital stimulation, how to keep your hormones up at a high level, whether you're in a male or female body, and all the things you need for great sex during COVID and whether you're single, married, widowed, divorced, LGBTQ or straight, this is for everyone, whatever age or stage of love you are at, you're going to learn something and it's so important. We learn about everything in our lives except get good love training. And we know coming out of the box, if you have good love training, the divorce rate drops by 50%. So if you're single looking to get in a relationship, stack the odds in your favor. Go to Eventbrite, grab your seat. During this time of COVID, if money this is an issue for you, just send me an email, loveitdocway.com, and say, hey, I'd like a scholarship. We'll make it happen for you. All right, everyone. Thank you to Cliff Dunning, our executive producer. Thank you, modern lovers. Love with all your heart. It's the only game in town. Blessings. Bye for now. 